Hi, welcome again to Healthcare Marketing Insights for the week of October 5, 2009. This is Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, healthcare firm that puts on the podcast. And joining me today on my right, Axel F. And on my left, Jackie Radakal. A pointer sister. Oh, is that what we're referencing? Yes, we were just referencing Beverly Hills Cop. Now, why were we doing that? Do you remember what started this conversation? Uh, Jackie said it was cold in here. Right. You said the heat is on. <laughs> I started singing the heat is on. By Glenn Fry, which was in the movie Beverly Hills Cop, which right. made us think of what was the song by the Pointer Sisters. What was it? Neutron Dance, Neutron right? Dance. And then you threw out the Harold Faltemeyer score. Yes. Give us a little taste of that again. That's right. And this people is what I deal with on a daily basis. The Casio drum machine. <laughs> well, I think that's a good conversation because I wanted to, I have to plug Glee. You guys haven't seen Glee. Th- oh, geez, there goes my filter. <laughs> it's not that I good. I've seen parts of it. I uh, I think I saw the first episode and it looked it looked entertaining. It is. You got to watch it. And thank God for TiVo because I had TiVo'd it and I was like four episodes behind and I thought, uh saw the premiere, which was, gosh, months ago. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And I really liked that. So it started up and I hadn't had a chance to watch it. So last night I watched another one and just <clears throat> actually two nights ago. And then last night I think I watched three episodes because I was just going to do like one a night to catch up and it was so good. Is it on... Um... Is it on Hulu so yeah. I could catch up? Uh, I don't know. Too. It's a Fox show. Is it Fox? Oh, well, uh, I think Fox stuff is on there. I think The Simpsons are on Hulu. I don't know. Let's but check. it was, it's just, I can't describe how good it is. I mean, you've got to like, you've got to like musical numbers. So you got to be kind of yeah. gleeful in that way, which I do. I like that. <laughs> I like going to musicals and get all swept up by that. Mm-hmm. And so it's full of those, but it's really good music. Like they do like a Glee Club version of Kanye West's Gold Digger. Which is just phenomenal. Really? really and it's like, funny too, right? It's, it's very funny. It started off as a comedy, yeah. I think, but it's gotten, there's some dark parts in it now. Chris, I'm going to let you finish. Excuse me? But Beyonce's video is one of the best of all time. <laughs> Thanks. Kanye. I was like, what the I'm heck? Like, what? Oh. oh, thank you. Yeah, so I will, <laughs> you just, your reference was. I missed it. Sorry. Utterly. <laughs> I did too for a second there. You're a jackass. It does, I'm going to go right to President Obama. <laughs> it does look like Glee is on Hulu. So It is on Hulu. Yeah. So you can go out and check it out. You guys have to, you have to watch it. I saved all the episodes because I'm going to go back and watch them again, which is the only time I ever do that is with HBO shows. Do you really watch them twice? I watched like Sopranos, Deadwood, uh, all those kind of shows. I'll watch them twice. Really? Wow. Because they're so good. Carnival. They're so rich, and this is like that. Thank God, there's finally a TV show that's what? funny and decent. Is, and that is that the woman from um, the Forty Year Old yes. Version. She's in there, she, and she plays the character. We think she, she is the instructor for the cheer squad, and you know, cheer <laughs> squad's like really competitive national company, mm-hmm. and so they've won over and over. And she's just just like she was in, well, not so much Forty Year Old Version. She was in. Um, Sleepaway Camp or something. It was a Nickelodeon. You guys have never seen it with George Lopez, where she plays like a sadistic coach kind of character. She's hysterical. Is she the one who's always in like the sweatsuit on the show? Yes. Okay. She's the only character right now that's one dimensional because it was full of them before. And even like the stupid jock guy who made fun of Glee. And now all of a sudden he's 
rich character that you have some sympathy for, but he's kind of a jerk. It's very good. Have you okay. seen Have you seen Role Models? She's in the. If no. you haven't seen Role Models, you should watch it. Oh yeah, it. she's in that movie. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to think. I'll, yeah. I'll bring in the DVD. You gotta, okay, you got to watch it. Yeah, she's hysterical. I can't remember her name, but she's very funny. Okay, so we better move away from Glee and Beverly Hills Cop, which is they're very connected, mm-hmm. music and comedy and all because it was cold in here. All because it was cold <laughs> in here. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to something serious. Unfortunately, this isn't. We could just talk about entertainment. Right? Pretty easy. I think we could. We could have a podcast that's all that, but we'd lose our listenership maybe. Or gain some. We might gain some, yeah. (laughs) Because we're going to switch to something as exciting, which is EMR (laughs) implementation. Uh, Yes. Woo! Exciting. We could do a dance number to that. This is uh, stemming from a New York Times article this past Sunday that is called E-Records Get a Big Endorsement. And the point of the article is that, you know, there's a huge drive in healthcare right now toward EMR implementation, and it's part of the stimulus package, and it's part of healthcare reform. So hospitals are really rushing to try to, to implement this. Uh, and here's how the, the article starts. The nation's drive toward computerized medical records is getting a push from big hospitals, which hope not only to improve patient care, but to gain an edge on competitors. And it's touting a uh, large New York system called North Shore Long Island Jewish Health System. Good gravy. That's a mouthful. Holy name. Uh, that is spending $400 million to digitize patient records throughout its 13 hospitals. And the, the article's point is that they're offering forty up to $40,000 incentives to more than 7,000 affiliated doctors to... to basically implement this EMR in their offices. And that's the competitive angle. So it's not, they're not talking about competitive meaning to consumers. They're talking about, hey, the more physicians we can lock into our EMR system, the more likely they're going to be to use, refer to our system because most independent physicians, you know, around they operate or they practice at different hospitals and they might send Mm -hmm. people different places. So if you can lock them into your EMR the idea is you're more than likely to keep them and increase your referral. So that that makes sense. But I wanted to kind of talk about it because it's come up before. Do we think EMR is a competitive advantage when you're thinking of consumers? If you're a hospital and you've implemented or are implementing EMR, can you take that to the market as a competitive advantage? What's the matter, Adam? Your phone is vibrating the whole table. The whole table? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have it turned off. That's the best I can do. <laughs> okay, there. I was like, what is that? I feel it's something an earthquake. In my, I feel something I in my elbows. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's your need to dance from Glee. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Do you think that, that if a hospital implements mm-hmm. EMR, that it should put that out there and say, hey, you should, you should choose our hospital for care because we have electronic medical records? On a consumer level? On a consumer level. I have a hard time with that. I think consumers would, I think that kind of stuff sounds cool. So I guess on, on that level, it sounds good. But I, I, I think of myself, I don't, I've never had a need to access my own, to go to a hospital and say, I need my medical record. Which records. it doesn't even necessarily mean that, by right. the way. That's to me, a, that's yeah. right. right. As a consumer, that's what, when I think electronic medical records, I think, 
okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually have easy access now. I'll be able to like log on online and see this stuff or have it transferred to another hospital really right. easily. If so I that's almost to. a, I'm not going to say it's a misunderstanding. Most EMR records offer that capability, but it's right. not a, that's not why we're doing all this right. theoretically, right? So, but you're thinking that from your standpoint, you don't, you have need to even access it. So not yet, okay. maybe years down the road. I'll, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Jackie? Well, I don't know. I think the switch to digital is always a good thing. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd pick a hospital because of that, but I mean, I feel like it's better than having paper documents <laughs> floating everywhere. And so well, there's it, some yeah security in that, but it, I don't know. Now there is and there isn't. I mean, there's there's security in having all your stuff on paper on one level, and then there's security in not yeah. having all your stuff on paper. Right. I mean, it kind of goes. Sides. It kind of yeah. It kind of goes both ways. Um, it just makes sense in this day and age to get everything into mm-hmm. a database. Well, that's database. the trick, isn't it? I mean, I, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's to, for a hospital to say that hey, all of our records and our processes are digitized, not paper driven. I mean, yeah, but it's kind of, it, it just, again, it's one of those things that kind of points out that you're it's behind not the that way anyway. <laughs> it's not that way now. Right. Which, right. do you really want to draw attention to the fact that you're just now get, get joining the computer age? Right. Because it is, it is not very, I mean, there's really not a lot of adoption of this across hospitals to this point. Most people, I think, assume that it's more digitized than it is, but even if they don't, man, it's just hard for me to, it's almost like saying we've implemented a, an effort to keep our hospital clean. And so we're going to be much cleaner now. And we're going to promote that. Right. Ooh. And we're going to promote that. <laughs> it's like you weren't clean already. That's right. That's right. You're just basically drawing attention yeah. to the fact that you're in the stone yeah. age. Well, I remember up until now working with, um, I don't know if it was a past job or a past client, but they had something that every other hospital in the region right. already had. I think it was electronic. Da Vinci? No, I don't think it was Da Vinci. I think it was the ability to share X-rays digitally online, basically electronically. Right. Um, it might maybe that had something to do with with it. I don't know, but um, everybody else had it. This hospital finally got it, and they were so. And you know, rightfully so. They were excited to finally right. have it, but they were so excited that they had, now they wanted to go out and tell everybody that they had it. And right. we're right. like, uh, no, actually <laughs> don't you do don't that. because everybody probably assumes you did and you're just right. pointing out that you're, last. Uh, you're a little behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's another part too is that it's pretty soon it's going to be a – it's one of those things I think that it's going to be a, you just – it's assumed or you check it off the list like – your physicians are certified things that people would just assume that you should have, and it's yeah. not going to have a real competitive advantage. Right. So, and, but that's, you know, the aspect that you're talking about, Adam, the ability to, to go on and manage your own care. Uh, so you've got EMR, which is more internally focused. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's an outward portal for physicians or patients. Uh, and then you've got personalized health records. So PHR, which are standalone typically. So like Mayo Clinic, offers this uh, in combination with Microsoft. Google offers this. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. That's a whole other thing. But to me, there is definitely advantage of having a system that offers that aspect to me because I do have, I mean, you guys don't have kids. You know, you're younger, so I've got plenty Almost. of reasons to go online. I know. <laughs> so you're going to want to go online and you're going to want to track your immunizations, which is a big pain. You know, you used to have this 
ridiculous folding yeah. thing for your wallet that you're supposed oh, to yeah, pull yeah. out every time you had immunization. I think I finally just got mm. rid of that out of, out of my uh, wallet. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of folks still use that. But to track it online is just obvious. Right. right. And now I have issues where I want to track, I have to get lab tests, and I want to see how they come out. Yeah. Because I'm trying to do things so I can prove. Mm-hmm. So when I get a lab test, I want to know as soon as it comes out. Mm-hmm. And so I can go online and see those results usually before they're mailed to me. So there's definitely benefits of, of that aspect of it. Right. Uh, so, but, and there, I think I've talked about this before. I, I use a system in town that has had electronic medical records for some time. So kind of an innovator, but I don't see the benefit. Consumers don't see the benefit of this thing. I mean, I still have to look at paper forms. I still have to answer questions every single time I'm in there. Right. Fill out the same form. All they're doing is pulling up my record and saying, are are these things accurate? Right. Uh, And I want to go, well, yeah, it's not why you have this, but there's still safety things they have to do. There's redundancies. They want to make sure that the information is accurate, but it takes away what should be an advantage of that clipboard full of forms. Right. Still better than that, but there are still they still hand me a clipboard every time I go in to certain mm-hmm. visits. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know how much of an advantage it really is. It's almost like you have to do it to stay in the game moving forward. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about one other thing here, and then we'll get to something fun in the end. Uh, Health Camp Minnesota. <clears throat> so... I bet a lot of the people who listen to our podcast are aware of Health Camp. Are you guys familiar with that concept? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here, I'll just read right off the website, which is we'll provide a link to this, and we'll provide a link to this the story that we quoted from New York Times. But uh, it says, "Welcome to Health Camp Minnesota, a dynamic discussion in the nation's hub of healthcare delivery, medical devices, and social media. What better place to get a synergy of cost containment, performance, and transparency?" along with an overlay of using social tools effectively. So basically, it's about a half-day seminar on, well, not seminar, conference, on Saturday, October 24th, so coming up in about three weeks, three weeks from this Saturday, uh, at the University of Minnesota's Academic Health Center here in the Twin Cities. And basically, it's a, the original concept for this is what's called an unconference, which means instead of having like a planned itinerary and speakers and all that, you basically get a bunch of people. It's kind of like, what are those things where people would show up and do something out of the spur of the moment? Those were planned though. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking confused. at them. I'm you like, know, like where, no where they were like coordinate something, everybody would show up in a mall and throw popcorn in the air and then disperse. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Mob blobs, mob blast. Yeah, what mob is this? Something. <laughs> it's a mob. It's yeah, some kind yeah. of pod mob or something. But it's know. usually, I mean, there's, it's another, nothing, it's just fun. Yeah, it's it's all yeah. in that good good spirited. Right, right. Yeah. This is so I don't know what maybe thinking about. It's not <laughs> that. But it's supposed to be where you just get a bunch of people to show up and on site, real time, they develop the schedule, they develop the how they want to engage each other, whatever. This is more of a straightforward conference. So there are uh like for example, there's a morning keynote by Lee Ossie from Mayo Clinic, who I swear has I think I've said this before, cloned himself. Because this everywhere? dude speaks everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere. So he's here, too. He's in cool. Orlando today at the Shushman Conference. Uh, he's going to be at this thing. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, And then there's, there's kind of panel discussions where it's not just folks who attend. I think there's a drive to get people to participate via social media. That's kind of the twist here. Uh, but, for example, I'm going to be facilitating a panel discussion at 11 o'clock that morning 
called American Idol Doctors, Will It Come to This? And it's going to be talking about uh, the idea of rating doctors and rating hospitals and is it good, is it bad, uh, what does it lend to the whole healthcare decision, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. So I know they've got a speaker from uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield coming. I think they have one from Health Grades coming. Okay. Uh, or a participant, I should say, not a speaker. So that should be a fun one because I think there's a lot of different opinions mm-hmm. on that one, right? So it sounds pretty cool. You guys, are you guys going to plan to go? I can't remember if you said yes or what, no. What's no. the date? October 24th, Saturday, October 24th. Is it in the morning? What are, yep. like, when does the, it start? The times are from... Eight in the morning through, (laughs) (laughs) I think through about one o'clock. Oh, okay. In the afternoon. It's not bad. No. And my session that I'm facilitating is at 11. So you can roll out of bed at your typical like 10 o'clock and (laughs) non-kid world and roll in by 11. 1 p.m. (laughs) You realize that when you have kids, eight o'clock is sleeping in. You realize that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So good luck to you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun, Adam. So we really encourage people to, to sign up for this. I believe there's a cost. I think it's like 10 or 20 bucks um, to attend. It's not That's much. Not bad. All that is is to cover the cost of mm-hmm. providing food and the facility. So nobody's making money on it. Uh, the guy, who, there's a few people that organize it, organizing it. Albert Marugi is the main one. Uh, Eric Hansen, who we've had on this podcast, is another organizer. Uh, and Kent Bottles, who's the president of the Institute for Clinical Systems Improvement. So... Some folks that we know through Twitter, uh, but have a good footprint in healthcare. So we would encourage people to go to that. And we, as we're a sponsor, and we would, we're having a reception, a party. We're having a party. Let's party. just call it, call a, it party. a party. So Come the on. Friday night call before, it what it is. call it what it is: <laughs> yeah. a soiree, a shindig. Shindig's back. It's going to be the shiznit. So the night before, in our offices. We're inviting anybody who's coming in for Health Camp Minnesota, whether you're here in the Twin Cities or you're flying in for it, to join us. We'll have food, we'll have drink, just to get to know folks and have a good time. So uh, we'll, we'll post a uh, Some link. Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Maybe. We'll have Guitar Hero set up. We've got the Wii cooking. It'll be, it will definitely be a party. Yes. Yes. We, I think we officially call it a, percep- a reception. No. No? <laughs> We're officially calling it a party? Party sounds more fun, but yeah. it is. All right. So if you, if you go to our show notes, we'll have a link to information. And all we ask, no cost for that. All we ask is that you let us know you're coming so we have enough egg rolls or whatever the heck we're going to have. <laughs> Food and booze. Yeah, if we need to order a couple extra cakes of beer, foods. we know we have to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. So one more thing, uh, and we'll probably plug that again because we want to get as many people as we can to come to that. Ads we love. We haven't done ads we've loved. It's been no. a little while. A, while. a few weeks. Because there's no ads we love. They all suck. They all I actually have horrible. one every week, but... Do you? Kind <laughs> of. I don't even watch that much television, but... And they always have a tendency to be fu- funny ones, but... Well, those are the ones I love, too. They're the ones that stand out. But this yeah. one's good. I really like this one, too. The first yes. time I saw it, I was, I was laughing. And we'll provide yeah. a link to it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that... It's probably better if we just describe it, because there's as much to the... There's as much to the video as there is to the audio, right. so we can't just play the audio. But it's uh, it's for Intel, and I think it's Intel Stars. So it's their campaign that says something like, "I think there's a number of ads. You know, mm-hmm. our rock stars aren't the same as yours, rock stars. And they're basically showing like their engineers or their system right. analysts mm-hmm. or their 
you know, chip designers treated as rock stars by the rest of the in, Intel folks. So the one that we saw before was the <laughs> US, the guy's USB name. inventor, one of the inventors inventor of the USB. USB. Right. Yeah. So he comes walking in a room and they're playing like Kanye West or some like hip hop thing. And the girls are swooning and there's like, <laughs> well, this one was geeks like... holding the crowd back and he's walking through giving the <laughs> thumbs up and the wink in the eye. And he's just and nerdy looking. He's totally nerdy looking, you know, some, I don't know. He's he looks like Indian persuasion, and he he's totally he's got even like the sweater pocket vest protector, maybe short sleeve dress shirt. <laughs> yep. I think. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's Perfect. hysterical. I mean, yeah. he's in there playing the part, and he's just a geek. So we think that's very funny, right? Is that well? I'm speaking for you, Jackie. You did bring this one to the table, well, right? I brought it to the table because I thought it was pretty funny. Did I capture what was funny about it? I think so. <laughs> The music, I mean, just the, pick. it's slow motion, and yeah. the girls are swooning, yeah. and he's signing autographs, and there's the music in the background, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's just cheesy, like, winks and points at the audience. He's swaggering. Like, yeah. Everything about <laughs> it is just hilarious. Yep. I like the, the one scene I remember was the, there's, like, a geeky-looking guy, even geekier-looking guy, <laughs> and it's kind of like the guy who takes himself too seriously. We all know that guy, right? Yeah, we're looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just kidding. That's rough. Don't and he's like, he's like trying to be real serious about crowd control, keeping people back. Yeah. So that made me laugh. He's Asia security for Intel? He's, yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he, but he's self-proclaimed security. That's oh, okay. what makes it funny. Is he's, he's decided that it's up to him to keep all these people back because he knows what's going on. That's the vibe mm-hmm. you get from you ever notice that at every concert you go to, it's the same security? It's, it's always Asia security. Is it? Yeah. They wear like blue t-shirts and it says Asia security, security on the back. They're at like every show everywhere. Except for the smaller clubs. They're usually, it's usually like the bigger venues there. I've never noticed that. Again, Next time again, you go to a big show. We're, we're demonstrating the generational and children gap here. Because <laughs> I can't think of the last concert I went to that needed security. Loggins and Messina? No. That's even before that's even before my time. I would have been like six years old. I just thought of them because they were recently here. I actually like them. Loggins and Messina. I didn't think Messina. I thought Messina was like hanging out with oats somewhere. Yeah. Oh, all these names. You gotta watch. Have you seen Yacht Rock? What? Yacht Rock? No. It's I'm a series... on a boat. Oh, I'm on a boat. On a boat. Not that. It's um it's a series of videos. I think I don't know if it was created for the internet. I think it was created for a, a television at some point. But it's like comedy. You would love it. It's comedy. It's probably made in like the early '80s, and it's Loggins and Messina. It's like people, no name actors playing these guys. But it like the whole the premise is that is this dude who's telling the story about how these songs were created. And it's just it's 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 funny. Yeah, I think I told Jackie about it once, mm-hmm. but have you seen any of them yet? Yeah, no. they are okay. pretty funny. I haven't seen it. We'll put a link to it in the notes. Uh-oh. Good stuff. They're coming for you, Adam. Uh-oh. <laughs> have you, so speaking of I'm on a boat, we'll end it with this cultural thing. Have you heard that like, T-Pain's iPhone app is off the chart? What is what's does that change do? your voice? It changes your voice so it <laughs> sounds like him. So <laughs> I like, you, no you use the app and you say something in it there. Does and it does auto-tuning? And then it'll come out. As his voice. And I think even like with some melody. I could be wrong. That but, is yeah. awesome. That is yeah, awesome. I got to check that out. I, I read about it, I think, in Entertainment Weekly or something. Yeah, I think the, the, the technical term, I think, is auto-tune. The first person to ever do that was Cher in that one song she had a while back, I think. 
Do you believe in life after love? Yeah. Yeah. There's that one part where it's. Yeah, yeah. Which which reminds me of Peter Frampton. Now I am dating myself. Yeah. Well, the whole technology was just developed. Do you feel like I do? Well, I don't think that was an auto tuning back then. I think no. he was using his talk. That? It was a talk box. Oh, a talk box, which is what's used in that Intel commercial wow, too. Wow, wow, that yeah. brought out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. this is different. He, you talk into it, and it comes out. I got the same check thing that you out. said. That's yeah, awesome. We should try it. Did you? Did you? <laughs> see, better than Ocarina. I think on the MTV Movie Awards, I like only saw a minute of it, or maybe it was the Emmys. Jimmy Fallon came out and had his voice do that. Oh no! <laughs> it was really quite funny. <laughs> I think I've. I've Typically, I'll have um, NBC on when, I, when I'm working late. So, I, so I'll sit through Conan, yep. and then I'll sit through Jimmy Fallon. And then as soon as Carson Daly is on, it's like, okay, I know. I should probably be going to bed pretty soon. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon, he, he's a couple times where he's done something with that auto-tune on his voice. Oh, has he? Of, yeah, yeah it's kind of funny. Well, we'll have to we'll do a preview of T Pain's for <laughs> yes. next show, right? Yeah, great. download the app and then use that Maybe throughout the whole podcast. Maybe we could do the whole podcast, podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> EMR. <laughs> they tune out within like one minute because yeah. it's so annoying. The- All right. Well, let's wrap it up there before we... That was a very social, cultural episode <laughs> of Healthcare Marketing Insights. Yes. So for that, <laughs> this is Chris <laughs> Bevelo. Adam Meyer. Jackie Ritacco. Thanks for hanging in with us. We'll talk to you next week. 